Hello there. I have a question. How many of you who are watching um, have an online course or you're thinking about creating an online course? And how many of you are struggling to fill those courses? Um, I've been talking over the last couple months. I've been meeting lots of people that have, um, they either come to me because they want to create an online course or they already have one, but they're struggling to get enrollment and they're not sure what's going on and they've been struggling to fill their classes. And that's what, there's a lot of reasons why a course might fill. Um, but I'm going to talk today with you about what I what I've seen is one of the most common issues that prevents people from selling some really awesome, really great online programs. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you. I see Marilyn, you're jumping on board. I see a couple other people just now logging in. Um, if I would love to know if you have an online course, what is it? What is it that you're teaching? And um, are you are you filling it? Um, are you taking in students, or is that an area that you need help in? Um, I tell me a little bit about yourself if you're doing any online courses. If you're thinking about it, let me know what kind of course you're thinking about creating. A lot of people that I work with, they're canine professionals, and they're wanting to start to think about integrating online type resources and online courses for their canine clients, for their um, for families, for sport dogs, for working dogs. So some of my examples are going to come from the animal world, but definitely this cuts across. Um, it really doesn't matter what it is you're teaching online. What I'm gonna be talking to you today applies across the board, whether it's training with horses or teaching people about um, skills that you have that are not animal related. Or of course, if you're a canine professional, that's something that we're gonna be talking about. So thank you for joining me again. My name is Erica Bowling. If this is your first time, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I am the owner and founder of Northeast Canon Conditioning. Um, I do have an online academy. Uh, I'm also a professor of education and I do research in online and teaching and learning. I have been involved with online learning for about 20 years. And, uh, and my original research at the university uh, was on the use of multimedia and the use of video. And this was like way back in early 2000. Um, and using this in education, and I've been involved all the way since then, like ongoing, continuously involved with online course development, um, teaching online, and uh, creating content. And um, more recently, um, after I got my, my PhD, um, looking at it from the business and the marketing side, and, and not just creating the courses, but selling the courses. Um, so I, I just wanted to share, I've been having a number of conversations with people on this topic. Um, and, and some people I can see right away, um, some areas that they could immediately start making a change that's going to help them. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. Uh, for some people you might see a big difference, but there are definitely things that you can be putting into place, um, to, that's going to help set you up for success in filling those courses. Okay. So, um, Right off the bat, though, this is um, this is not the most common thing that I've seen, but this is something right from the very beginning that if you don't get over this hurdle, um, you're 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 not gonna you're not gonna be that successful. Um, and what it is is not putting in the work. And there's there's this big misconception, and I see it. I see it um, not just in the business world, I see it at the university on online teaching and learning. 
and there there seems to be and maybe I've fallen for it too um but I, I see it with my colleagues I see it with instructors and I see it also in the business world where people get really excited and they want to do online programs because they think of passive income and they think it's going to be easy they think that teaching online and doing online courses is easier than face to face and that it's going to bring in money easier now maybe down the road once you get established yes you know that definitely you know when you have a set proven course a proven online program that you know has been successful you worked out all the kinks right you got it working you you have a system to bring in ongoing new clients yes you, you it's true you can have an evergreen course that kind of like runs by itself but you still have to do the marketing. You still have to keep bringing in new people. And so I do find that a lot of people get very caught up in the hype of online teaching and having an online business because it just, it sounds so wonderful, which it, it can be, right? You can work anywhere. As long as you have internet, you can schedule your own you know time schedule. You can have weekends off or work, you know, the, the flexibility is amazing. It's a great attraction to it. Um, and it, there are wonderful, wonderful benefits, but it, it is not easy. Um, and I know for a fact, teaching at the university, and they've got research to support that this, when you're doing online courses, like it can actually be more time consuming, especially in the creation side and the initial teaching and getting that course up and running. Um, it can feel like sometimes two times to three times more the work than doing a face-to-face -face class. It has the added benefits of being online and there's some great benefits, but it, it takes work. So um, so I tell people, um, I had people who've come to me looking at paying thousands of dollars for me to help them create online programs. And every now and then I see people and, and they're not super, super passionate about the topic they're teaching. Like they're not like crazy excited to be creating an online course. They're more excited about having an easy way to bring in money. And, and I'll talk people out of it. I'm like, if the main thing that's driving you is because you think it's good of just the convenience and you think it's going to bring in all this passive income, but you don't, you are not just truly loving and so excited about what you're teaching. I will kind of coach them out. I will, you know, or I'll be like, you know, you might want to look at something else or change what it is you're doing. So you could be a little bit more excited about it um, because it does take work. Um, so yeah, Marilyn says still tweaking the design for the course offering. It has to be something that's not just like every, that's another thing. Um, not ha have it like what everybody else is doing. Um, and, uh, and Marilyn says, but I welcome marketing ideas, even though the course idea is still evolving. That that's another thing is it's getting easier and easier and easier for people to create online courses. Any, anybody overnight, anybody overnight could just go, bam, I have an online academy. Bam, I have an online course. And um, so you get a lot of bad courses, you get some good courses, but you also have, um, in, in some areas, we're starting to see more people offering similar things. So then it, you, you get more competition, right? Um, so that is definitely something out there. So, you know, putting in the work. So one of the things is if you're not filling your course, are you really, are you putting in the effort? Are you putting in the work? Are you putting in the time to really work on getting that program up off the ground? And a lot of times people are doing a secondary to their main business. Like they have their face-to-face -face business and this is just kind of 
on the side. And so they struggle to find the time to, to really hit the time and the energy to put into it. Um, and so this is where I would say, number one, make sure that if you're doing an online program, this is something you're, you know, you're super excited about. It's something like just a passion, like you just have to get it out there. You have to get it out and, and you want to help people or whatever it is you're doing with the course. Um, if you don't have that passion and that excitement, um, when, when you have to put in the work, I find that that's where things start to drop for people. So, um, so that's one of the first off when I'm talking with people and coaching people is, you know, trying to see, are they really into this? Is this something they really truly want to do? Um, and if not, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's better to recognize that now than after you've put hundreds of hours into a program and then you're wondering why it's not selling because your heart's not really into it. Right. Um, so the other thing, and again, there's a lot of different reasons why why people don't fill courses. You know, uh, it could be just your price point. It could be you're targeting the wrong audience. It could um, it could be the content, the actual content that you're you know for various reasons. It's um, but one of the things that I run into this is something when I see people that have really good ideas, smart, knowledgeable people. It's not like somebody just, you know, kind of creating garbage, but somebody who actually knows their stuff, somebody who's knowledgeable, somebody who's an expert in their field, they really like and enjoy what they're doing, but they're struggling, okay? What I find a lot with people who know their stuff and they put together like a really nice program, a really nice course, but they can't fill it. And what I see a lot of times is that people are not putting the time, they're not growing the audience. You need to grow your following. You need to build that audience. And so usually what happens is people are attracted to you know teaching because they're teachers, they're educators, they like to teach. They're not necessarily um, you know, salespeople, right? Because they, they would probably be in a different field if, if your passion was just selling. But if your passion is teaching, whether you're a dog trainer, whatever it is that you're teaching, you want to teach people or teach dogs, right? First and foremost, for a lot of us, what comes number one is we are educators. We are teachers. We are trainers. And so we create this amazing program. We have a great knowledge. We put this great program together, but we're lacking. Most educators, when you come in and you're creating, you're doing an amazing job teaching, but what's missing is the, the the marketing and the business side and the strategies to grow that audience. And if you don't, if you don't have an audience, if you don't have a following, who's going who's going to purchase your, your stuff? Um, you know, if you only have 25 people that follow you, if you look statistically at you know what's the percentage, the conversion rate of people, you know, clicking on stuff online and um, opting in and giving you the personal information and actually registering and giving you the credit card information and purchasing, you know, it's, you know, you, you typically have to bring in a decent amount of people and you're going to be getting a fraction of them usually, not always. Sometimes when you start out, you might have a small group and you get a lot. Um, but it's, um, you can, I tell people, you can have the most amazing program in the world. You can be the most amazing teacher. You can be the most amazing dog trainer, but if you 
can't put, if you don't put yourself out there and build that audience and build that following, you're going to say, Hey, everybody, here's my courses for sale. And it's going to be like crickets chirping, <laughs> you know, no, nobody's, nobody's going to be there or you're going to sell it, but it's going to be, you're going to be selling it at the fraction, a fraction of the number of people that truly could benefit from that program. Um, so this is one thing that I find is, um, you know, for, for whatever reason, you know, I mean, I prefer teaching. I prefer creating courses rather than spending all my time marketing. So you have two choices. Number one is you hire somebody to help with the business side and the marketing and getting it out. Um, or what happens to most people is you have, you start out doing all that yourself. You do, you do the course creation, you do the teaching, you do the marketing, you do the selling, you do the advertisements. And um, so most people, when they're starting out, I find that they're doing everything right. And what's happening is you're a great teacher, but we put all our energy in teaching, but then we kind of forget about, you know, I need, I need to build more and more of that online audience so that people will be out there ready to purchase. So, um, so some tips about growing your audience is it's not a matter of just putting yourself out there. Number one is you have to know who your audience is. And number two, you have to make sure that you are putting yourself out there where your audience hangs out. So where do they hang out? So I have, um, I had one person who graduated from my program and she's like, you know, I do a lot on Facebook. The majority of my audience, they're on Facebook. And she was like, you know, well, my people are on Facebook. My people don't go on Facebook. And you know, that's not, that's not where my people hang out. And it's like, well, that's fine. You don't have to be on Facebook, but you do have to be where your audience hangs out. Is it, um, you know, are they on Twitter? Um, are they on Pinterest? Do they hang out at the coffee shop down the street? <laughs> you know, where, who is your audience and where are they hanging out? Because you have to put yourself and your information and your course, you have to get it in front of the right people. And, and I know sometimes when some of my programs weren't selling as well as they could have been, is it wasn't the program, it was because it wasn't in front of the right audience. Um, so that's really important. So, um, hey, Kate, thanks for joining us. Yeah, we're talking about filling those online courses. I know that's a topic you're interested in. Um, so, so yeah, you got to spend some time. And if you're not sure, you need to do a little bit of research and try to figure out, you know, where are they on social media? Are they on social media? Um, and, and here's the thing is sometimes they might not. I know some people that were targeting, they're doing dog training. And they were targeting social media groups and the social media groups they were targeting was a bunch of other dog trainers. <laughs> so even though they're all interested in dog trainers, like the other dog trainers aren't going to purchase these courses. Um, I've seen that happen where people, they, they were completely, you know, focusing on the wrong audience. Um, another thing is just because let's say, let's say you're a dog trainer. You don't necessarily have to go in and be targeting in social media, all the dog groups. For example, like a lot of people have dogs. So what if you want to target um, families with children? You know, you targeting schools, um, looking at the local YMCA, churches. Think of where families congregate, where families get together. Where do families hang out? Um, what about where do the mothers um, hang out online when they're, you know, frustrated and having, you know, the stress of running a household and taking care of the kids and the dogs driving them crazy? So uh, that's another thing is sometimes people narrow their, their, their audience and their focus. And it's like, okay, I don't necessarily have to, to target a pet dog group. I can target a group 
a different group, but they're likely to have dogs. Um, for canine fitness, another thing is um, I was telling people with canine fitness, well, if you target active people, people in the gym, um, bicyclists and runners and um, the running clubs, there are bound to be people in those running clubs who have dogs. Um, so spending some time thinking about your audience and where do they hang out? And it's not all, it doesn't have to be dog focused if that's your audience for your program, but it has to be an audience that would be interested in whatever it is you have to offer. Um, so those are, um, those are some things to be thinking about. Another thing is um, as you're growing your audience, so this, you know, the big thing is you need to get awareness. You need to get visibility. People need to know who you are. And then you need to provide value. You need, you know, everybody's short on time. Everybody's short on time. So if they're going to spend time reading something you give them, if they're going to spend time on your Facebook page, if they're going to spend time in your Facebook group, make it worth their while. You don't want them to feel like you wasted their time. They will never stop by again. They will never go to another webinar. They will not hang out on your Facebook Live if they feel like you're wasting their time. And so providing value, it does involve, and I've had conversations with my mastermind group and some of the people I've been working with the last two weeks where we've been talking about this, is um, you know one of the ways to provide value is you give them free stuff, valuable free stuff. And it's a fine line between, you know, how you know what do we give that's that's free and what do we charge them and and how you differentiate and that's a whole nother conversation but you need to be willing to put yourself out there if you're not willing to invest and give them a sample of what you're all about and give them some really good tips and things that they can apply and use and they learn from you um and and you can't appeal to them with some free stuff it's going to be really hard if you're you know charging money um, you haven't won them over yet a lot of times. So they're going to be kind of hesitant to invest in you financially when they're not even sure if it's going to be worth their, not only worth their while, but worth their money. So giving them value, giving, I, I hate when people do these webinars and they sell it like an inf information webinar where they're going to teach you something. And then you go and you spend an hour there and it's nothing but a sales pitch and they tease you and they tease you, but they never give you an answer. They never give you a strategy. They never, it's like, oh, you know, they tease you and tease you. And then it's like, if you really want to know the answer, you have to invest. Um, and, you know, some people will fall for it a lot. You're going to make them run the other direction. Um, so providing value, something valuable for your audience. And I'm all for, you know, giving some free, like what I'm doing right now. I'm teaching. Um, I talk about this with my paid clients, we go into a lot more detail. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm offering free tips and suggestions. And I'm not hiding and saying, you have to sign up for my program before I'll give you some, these tips. <laughs> right. So providing value is really important. And, um, and in addition to that, and I think sometimes equally, and sometimes more important is building a relationship and building that trust with your audience. Um, this is especially true when you're doing knowledge-based type educational, you're teaching people. It's one thing if you say, okay, go to my website and go purchase this dog collar, right? Go to this website and go um, purchase this dog bed. 
right? That's that's different than if I say, okay, go purchase my online course, and I'm going to guide you and teach you and help you all along the way. That's a much more of a personal relationship, and especially in the, in the teaching area, you know, uh, a trusting relationship, a relationship where you respect and you look up to the person who's teaching you. That's really important. Think about when you went to school, think about the really bad teachers you had and what did you learn from them? And think about the really good teachers you had and what did you learn from them? And what made the good teachers stand out from the bad teachers? A lot of times it's not, it's not the content you're teaching. A lot of times the memorable things you walk away with, it's the relationship, it's the trust, it's how they helped you feel confident, it's how they supported you. So when you think, I don't know about you, but when I think about my most favorite teachers in school, the professors who really, really helped me, right? What stands out? The homework you had and the, the tests you took and the content? Or did the things that stand out, was it because when everybody else doubted you, they believed in you? When you were ready to stop and give up, they made you feel confident that you could succeed, right? They helped you the day that you struggled and struggled and you finally achieved it and you had the celebration and they they were so happy for you. Like, those are the things. I mean, I taught elementary school, middle school. I worked with high school kids. I taught at the university. Um, those are the memorable things. It's those, um, it's those emotional, personal, those connections. It's the trust. It's the respect. And the teachers that you have the respect for, the teachers you trust, the teachers you like, you're going to you're going to learn more you're going and they've done research on this you know where they look at where students um when students like the teacher and they had a positive experience in the course they rated their learning higher and and this even if they didn't necessarily make higher scores they felt like they felt like they learned more than the students who did not have that kind of feeling positive feeling and relationship about their instructor so at the end of the day, yes, you want them to learn, but you want them to walk away, walk away feeling like they actually got something valuable, that it was worth their time. And um, the building the trust and building that relationship is so important. And you can't build that relationship and the trust if you're not if you're non-existent, if you're not out there, if you're not interacting with your audience. If you're not growing your audience, you're not talking to them, you're not emailing them, you're not doing Facebook lives. How are, how are you going to build a relationship with them? How are you going to build the trust? How are you going to build the respect? And they're going to see you as like, wow, you're the expert that they go to for help. Um, that's so, so important um, for an, an online business and online courses um, if you're trying to pull in people who don't already have that relationship with you. So important. So um, Michael, thank you for joining us. Yeah, so um, the, the, the trust. And oh, here's another thing. When you build that connection with your audience, that's going to help them feel more comfortable and confident and excited to purchase your program. And at the end of the day, a lot of times that's why they stay. You know, they come in because they want to learn something from you and they're learning. But a lot of times the reason why they stay with you is because of that relationship you build with them and that, that good feeling and they, they feel successful and um, it's motivating and that's what's going to keep them going. You can't do that if you don't have a relationship with your audience um, when, when you're teaching and engaging. And you can do it pre-recorded. It's nice to have live engaged, but 
um, you can build this relationship and you know in pre-recorded videos and live videos but it's it's so important and I see a lot of people that create the course and they're great teachers it's a great program they're ready to, to launch it but but they don't have a following they don't have that audience that's just like every week like oh what what is she gonna talk about tonight or oh I have a question for you like when you don't have those people just craving and waiting for you um, it's gonna be harder to sell and so imagine if you have that audience and they look forward to seeing you every Friday night and they um, you, they expect your Q and A, and they're gonna. They know you're gonna help them with their their questions and their problems, and um, and that you're willingly gonna give them some useful information. You're not gonna hold it back and say, no, 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 I'm not gonna help you at all until you invest in my $500 program, right? These people, when you build um, my, um, my my business coach, she calls them your your raving fans, your raving fans, your fan club. It's so much easier if you already have that fan club, you already have the raving fans, and they say, hey, you guys, you wanna learn more? You enjoyed today, you wanna learn more? Well, I've got this program that you can join me in. It's just a lot easier that way. So, um, yeah, Michael said no, no, like, and trust. Yeah, because, um, yeah, how can you like and trust them if you don't know them? And you can trust them, but if you don't like them, <laughs> Um, I mean, you can learn from somebody you don't like, but trust me, it's going to be a much better experience if you like them. Uh, but yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, uh, I had provide value, provide value and build trust. And then here is growing that reputation. So you can, you can have value, you can have trust, but they also have to see you as kind of, you know, that knowledgeable expert, that person that knows more than them, that they can actually learn from you. And this doesn't have to mean that, you know, growing your reputation, a lot of people struggle here. A lot of people think that, well, who am I to teach this? Because there's other people out there who know more than me. Who am I to teach this when I don't have all these ribbons and trophies on my dresser? Who am I to teach this when I've only been doing it for five years, three years, two years? But the idea is, as long as there are people that you can help and people that can benefit from you, um, you can build your reputation and they can see you as that, that expert that's helping them. So for example, if I do a sport like um, Schutzen IPO, and let's say that I, I have one person who competes at the world championship level. They compete at very high levels and they're going to attract high level. They're going to attract people, not everybody, but they're also going to attract those high level competitors who want to achieve what that person achieved. So they see this trainer who's a world competitor who's won world championships and they're like, I'm a competitor. I want to go to nationals. I want to go compete at a world level. I want to train with you, right? But what if you have not competed at that level? What, what if you're not real crazy about competition? I always enjoyed training more than competition. I competed, but I enjoyed training more. I, I am perfectly fine if I never compete. I like to train. What about those people who um, they just want to have fun and they're, they're not going to, they're not even looking at high level competition or they're interested, but their dog, they don't have the right kind of dog and their dog, they're, they're never going to get there because of the kind of dog they have temperament problems, care, whatever it is, nerve issues. Well, there's a whole lot of people, there's a lot of people that can still benefit from learning and they don't have to have a world champion, you know, 
trainer to learn and, and, and to benefit from them. So, um, so I, I like to remind people that, well, yeah, maybe you're not a world competitor. Maybe you haven't won a national title, but who's your audience? Who are you helping? There's still people, I bet, that you can help. So, um, so growing your reputation is having something to contribute to others. And it could be at various levels, right? There, as long as you have people that can, you know, benefit from what you can share with them and teach them. And then once you have that recognition that there's something they can learn from you, you want to build that. You want to build the following and, and get visibility and people recognize, you know, maybe you're not the world competitor. Um, maybe you don't have all the trophies, but maybe you're, you're known to be the most amazing person with puppies, <laughs> right? You, you're just amazing with puppies. Who cares that you've never won, you know, this trophy, <laughs> right? Um, so it kind of goes back to what is it you're skilled at? What, your audience and how can you help your audience? Um, so growing your rep reputation is really important. Um, and then where does this come in? There's a lot of ways that you can build your following. There's a lot of ways that you can build, you know, you can go to conferences, you can, you know, be giving workshops and seminars. Um, but I did want to just briefly introduce uh, some of the ways that have been very helpful and very successful for me is uh, social media and Facebook. So if your audience is an audience that hangs out on Facebook, that's something you should be looking at. Um, a business page versus uh, Facebook groups. Um, we do know and research does show that in the Facebook groups, people tend to be more interactive. They post more, they respond more, they'll converse with you more. And on a, on a business page, a business page is kind of more one dimensional. It's kind of like information going out. Um, and a group is more like a, a Facebook group. It can be more like a community. So when we think about that, I, you know, you, they, they serve different purposes. I have a business page and I have a lot of group pages. But when you think about, you need the visibility, you know, get your business out there. But when it comes to building relationships and interacting with your audience, um, conversing and learning what they need and helping them, um, I've had a lot of success with the groups, getting the interaction in those groups. Um, and I have free groups where anybody can join, but I do make it so they have to ask permission to join. So I don't get like a bunch of spamming in the group. And I, you know, I have some semblance of control and I know who's in there. Um, but I will do, I provide a lot of value in my free Facebook groups. And a lot of times when I offer programs and I get clients, some of you who are watching, that's, that's where I found you is I was offering free value in my groups. You join my groups, you participated, you saw me, you started to build trust, you started to respect me. And then it's like, oh, I think I'm going to join Erica's program. Um, so that has been really, for me, has been really, really successful is building a community through social media. For me, my particular, um, you know, Facebook, I was already active in Facebook before I started pushing it on the business side. Um, so part of it is that's where I was. That's where I had my friends but it's also where um, where a lot of my clients hang out on Facebook. But if it's if it weren't Facebook, if even though that might be where I hang out, if that's not where my clients are, I need to go where my clients are, right? But I was lucky because I was very active in Facebook, and that's where I was able to attract my, a lot of my clients. Um, so business pages versus group pages. I think it's good to have both. Um, but you do need to have keep some activity going. You don't want to have a business page and just never tend to it. And then it's just going to die and people aren't going to visit it anyways. 
Um, you can use your business page to drive them to your group. So I do my Facebook lives on my business page and then I share it all over on my business page. Um, but sometimes I will take my, my Facebook live on my business page and I, you know, I post it into my groups, but there's also times where I offer stuff just in my groups. So if you want that free workshop, if you want that free um, support, you have to go into my group, my free group in order to get it. And then you can interact with me. That's one of the ways I use it, uh, Facebook to support my business. Um, and then uh, private versus public. Um, for me, the big things on private versus public, um, number one is, you know, you do get, um, you do get spammers and hackers and stuff like that. So if you just you have your group completely wide open, um, you know, you're, you're going to have people getting in there. They, they just, they're there to either get your clients and, and to sell their own stuff. Um, and they're just in there to take advantage of your, your, your people in your group. Um, and then there are, you know, there are the spammers, there are the troublemakers. They want to come in and just, you know, raise hell and stuff like that. Um, and so, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't make any groups completely public, um, because I want to have some control over people coming in. Another nice thing is, um, by having it where they have to request to join, um, they have to join to post is that you can, you, you know, who's in there. And so you know who's interested in your topics on your business page. People can go and like your page and, you know, you could have 5,000 likes. You don't know who they are. You have no idea who those people are. Where did those 5,000 likes come from? But if you have a Facebook group and they have to request to join um, or somebody else can add them in there, like you, you click on members and you see all their names. You know everybody who's in there who, who's interested in whatever it is you're offering. Um, so, um, my, my, my public stuff is like my business page, my website. Um, but where I, um, do a lot of interaction, um, and where I'll be doing, um, when I sell stuff, I'll do it on the public spaces and in the private groups. Um, but I do treat them a little bit differently. And I most definitely have seen myself what supports, um, what the research shows that my groups are much more interactive than what my business page has ever been. Um, and that supports what, you know, most people say and what they see. Um, and then, uh, like I said, an another thing is, uh, one of the ways that I attract clients through using Facebook is I do a lot of valuable, you know, free valuable tips and classes and mini workshops and handouts. And I share stuff and I answer questions. I do that, um, for free. And so the way that I um, use social media on Facebook is I will do use my business page and I will use my face, my free Facebook groups to build the trust, to add value to people's lives, to answer questions, to build relationships with people. And then when I'm ready to sell something, I offer it and I mention it and I invite people in my group to join. But the group number one is a supportive community. It is not a group to just do a sales pitch every week. So number one, my groups are, number one is to support and help people and build community. And then periodically I will sell to them, but I make sure that they're just not, I don't want to inundate them with, you know, join this, pay this, join this, buy this, buy that. Like they're going to leave. It's just one big sales pitch. Um, so that that is how um, using social media and using my Facebook groups has been a great way for me to build my following, build my audience, uh, how I get a lot of you following me. Um, and then I'll also use my Facebook Live on my business page 
um, a lot of times I meet brand new people that way because they see me on my business page and then I invite them over to my groups. So um, that's, that's um, I kind of balance between the, the free groups and then also groups for my current clients. I have private groups for people who are in my programs and then they have um, extra added value on Facebook in the private groups just for my clients. So I have my private Facebook groups for my clients. I have my private fa Facebook groups that are free for anybody to request to join um, and they support each other. So I use that free space to share and get to know people and then I can feed them in later when I have something to offer if they wanna join one of my programs. Um, so that, that has definitely helped. Um, and then uh, one other thing for just for you to think about is where where do you excel? You do have to think about a little bit of where are your strengths because for example, I love doing video. And so it makes sense for me to do a lot of video. But if you're the kind of person and you're not good on video, um, and you know, I mean, it's not saying you can't learn it. Like you, you cannot be like when I started, trust me, I wasn't good on video. And I wasn't comfortable when I first started on video. But start with the areas that you're you're more confident and, and you enjoy more. Like I enjoy making videos more than I enjoy writing blog posts. And so you see a lot more videos from me than blog posts. If you enjoy writing a lot more, then give those blog posts out, right? Or maybe you like doing the audio podcast more than the video. Um, I'm not saying to ignore video. I'm not saying to only do what you prefer. But when you're just starting out and you're just starting to build your audience, it does help to do focus on the one area that you enjoy more and that you're more, more comfortable with. Um, so if you're more comfortable starting out by building your audience by writing a weekly newsletter and you, you enjoy writing a lot more than making videos, start with that. Um, but I would encourage you, you do want to eventually, you want your content to be available written. You want it available through video. You want it available through audio. Eventually over time, you want a lot of different ways for people to access your content. But when you're starting out and you're building your audience, you do, you want to come across as being comfortable and um, you want to come across as being confident. I mean, you know, when somebody's, uh, uh, you know, negative and a, and a Debbie Downer and they're super insecure, that doesn't attract people. That doesn't, that turns them away. So if you're just starting to build your audience, think about, you know, even like your clothes, like if in front of the video, like um, I feel better in kind of more casual clothes. And, and I feel more me and more more natural and more authentic. And so um, so I'll wear clothes that make me feel feel good and feel in a way that um, that I'm going to share. And there's you know, there's certain things that are going to make me feel a certain way. And I want to make sure that I'm setting myself up for success. Um, so you have to think about where do you excel? What do you enjoy doing? What do you like? And um, that's a great way to start. And then, you know, you can practice in the other areas and grow your knowledge as you move forward. Um, but don't ignore the areas that you really enjoy and the stuff that you're good at. Um, because if, if you're good at it and you feel confident and you shine, you're going to share that with your audience. Um, like I said, for me, it's a video it overrides the written. But I have a lot of friends and they really they like to write and they prefer the written. So that is definitely something to think about. Um, so um, have a, if you have any questions, post questions. I had two more things is um, I do have 
Um, as some of you might have already seen it, a number of months ago, I have a three video, a free, see, adding value, a free video training series. It's called Growing Your Canine Business, How to Effectively Generate Online Income. It's a series of three videos. Um, even if you're not a dog, you know, a canine professional, um, th these strategies can still help you. My examples are with the canines, but um, if you're interested in my free training series, my three video training series, um, just write down grow my biz, grow my biz, um, write that down and I will, um, I will send you the link. I'll send you, um, so you can access you. Like I said, some of you, you might've already, um, you might've already seen the videos. It was about maybe four months, five months ago that I was kind of, um, first announcing it. Um, but if you want free training, three, uh, it's a series of three videos, just write grow my biz and I will send you the link and then you just put in your information and it'll email you the URL and you have the three videos. Um, so that is a, a resource that definitely, if you haven't done the training series, um, check them out. And then also, um, I just wanted to let you guys know that I a great way to, if you really wanna move forward in this area is um, mentoring, one-on-one -on -one mentoring and I have personally made the most growth and the fastest growth when I worked with somebody one-on-one. -on -one. And I have also found with my own clients, the people who make the most progress and they make the fastest progress are the people that I work one-on-one -on -one with. I do some one-on-one -on -one mentoring. Um, definitely the people who do my group coaching and, and my online courses, they all get value. And, and I've seen you know tremendous success but when you think about just really jump-starting and just really kind of taking your business from one level to another and really getting more clarity and getting more certainty about what you want to do and how to do it, um, the, you know, the, the, there's just no comparison, you know, doing it either just with an online course or some group coaching or seeing me once every four months versus having that ongoing one-on-one -on -one support. It's very, very powerful. And like I said, those people I find they 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 get they they make faster progress. They see more of the success. They reach their goals faster than trying to do it on their own or kind of you know kind of here and there. Um, but having structured one-on-one -on -one mentoring is where I is it's like that jump start, that big boost um, to help you go forward even that much better and with more clarity and certainty. Um, so I wanted to just mention, um, I'm looking for, I, I'm looking for, I really enjoy working with people one-on-one -on -one and I really enjoy that one-on-one -on -one mentoring. Um, and I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that I'm looking at possibly feeling like two spots. Um, and there's one, I, I've never done this before, but I would love to work with somebody who's really serious, who wants to be mentored through the process. We're really, they're like with me. And I basically walk them through like my, my whole online business. Like, how's my business structured? And, you know, what's the processes that I go through behind the scenes that most people don't see? Um, I'm looking for probably that would be just one person where I kind of mentor them in their business. They have access to my online courses, but they get an extra kind of sneak peek and more mentoring into building and growing that online business. Um, like I said, I'm looking at I've, not, I've never done it that closely and that kind of opened up my business behind the doors, behind the scenes, behind the curtains and then be like, this is what's happening. This is how I do it um, from the financial side 
to the course design side, to the marketing, to things that don't go well, to things that succeed. Um, so if that's something, you know, if you're really looking at working with somebody um, closely and want, really want that insider view, um, message me. And then also I'm looking for people. Um, I have a few spots. Like I said, I'm looking at maybe two spots, three, three at the most, um, where I want, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy working with people one-on-one -on -one, and I really love the mentoring and where you're, 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 you're forming this close working relationship together. And it's an, it's not like you just touch base once every six weeks, but it's an ongoing, a very supportive working relationship. Um, I love working with motivated people at that level. And like I said, I see tremendous growth from people who are dedicated and serious about putting the time and the work and the effort into their business. Um, and so um, if you're interested in that kind of deep level, you know, really getting that support, um, just put uh, type help me, <laughs> help me if you're, you know, you're looking for more, more extensive, more one-on-one -on -one support, you really want some one-on-one -on -one mentoring, just type in help me and I'll reach out to you. Like I said, I'm only, I'm looking at maybe one to two people. This is a deeper, um, a more in-depth level of mentoring support than what I offer um, with my current programs. Um, so, so those are some things that I have here. Um, like I said, the one is if you want access to my, my free training series, my videos, uh, just do grow my business and I will, I will share you the link for the free training. Um, and if you're interested in really a deeper dive and really having that one-on-one -on -one support, um, just reach out to me privately or just say, help me, help me. <laughs> and I'll reach out to you. Um, but I haven't made this. This is the first time I've mentioned it at that, um, at that kind of mentoring, close mentoring level. Um, but it was something that I was, I was talking with my business coach actually the other day because I have that relationship with her and, um, it's a, it's a close mentoring relationship. And, um, I've had that for a number of years with her and it's, 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 it's literally transformed my life. Like it's, yeah, it, it's totally transformed my life and the direction of my life. And I'm going to share more coming up in the next month or two. Um, I've got some big, big changes in the works, but it's all connected. If it weren't for working with my mentor and closely with somebody like that, none of this would be happening. Um, so it's so powerful and I've experienced it. And so my goal in life is to help support people to have the transformations that I've experienced, not the same kind, but to help you experience that kind of, um, just life changing, uh, you know, life changing experience and, and moments. Um, I've had amazing mentors in my life and that's been my driving. That's what drives me to work with people and to help people like you is, um, I've experienced it on the um, receiving it, receiving the wonderful mentoring and what it can really experiencing how it can totally change your life. Um, and I'm wanting to give back. Uh, I, that's that's what I enjoy doing. So um, so thank you so much for joining. Oh, yeah, Angie. Yeah, I know some of you had already seen the uh, my video training series. Uh, again, it's called if you haven't done it, it's called growing your canine business how to effectively generate income online. Three, three videos, I think they're about 30 minutes long. Uh, each video, a lot is free, a lot of great content. So if you're interested in that, um, thank you, Angie. I know some of you have already seen it, but if you're interested in that, just, uh, uh, I will post the link up, but just to make sure you get it, um, put uh, grow my business, type in grow my business, and I'll reach out and I'll send you the free training. So thank you, thank you. Thank you, Angie. Um, Angie was giving me some compliments here. She said, um, 
about me being a good, a fabulous uh, mentor. And uh, I'll put it up there. But Angie, Angie, I've been, we've been working together for a while. I can't remember when we started. Is is it going on like two years? Um, I can't. It, I, um, Michael too. Um, Kate was working with me. You started uh, on board a while ago. And uh, I see some new people. John Anthony, thank you. Uh, yes, John Anthony, I will send you the link for the training series. And uh, you just jumped on board with our Elite Canon Athletes program. Super excited to have you. Marilyn, I'll send it to you too. I thought maybe you had already seen it, but I will send it to you just to make sure. So, um, all right, you guys, um, I'm logging off. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching. Um, again, if you're looking for some real um, kind of supportive one-on-one -on -one mentoring in the business, especially in the online um, aspect of things, growing your growing your following and stuff like that, reach out to me if you're interested. And uh, if you want my free training, just uh, write down, grow my biz, and I'll send you the free training. Um, every Friday, remember, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, I am on my business page, Northeast Canine Conditioning, my Facebook business page. I love when you guys join me live. If you're watching the replay, please share if this was valuable because other people will find it valuable. But if at all you can make it live, um, I love I love it when you guys are here live and posting and sharing. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, Kate. Yeah, as you guys see, my fan club, <laughs> it works. I've got my, uh, my, my fan club right here. Thank you so much. And the way I got you guys is exactly what, what you guys know. You've been, you've been a part of it. Um, it works. It works. You got to put the effort into it, but it works. So um, thank you so much. Logging off again, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, uh, Northeast Canon Conditioning, my, my Facebook business page. If you can, please come join us live. Um, if you're watching the replay, comment. Let us know. I will um, I will answer questions. I will share the free training with you. And uh, please reach out if you're looking for something more extensive, um, more more one on one, more of a mentor type ship. I do have other programs, but um, it, I, I am looking for a one to two people to work closely with at that level. So signing off. I'll talk to you soon next week. Be there. Talk to you live. Have a great rest of the day. Bye bye for now.